Welcome back to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Still, on the element of the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness, and today our scripture comes from 1 Peter, the 3rd chapter and the 15th verse. New American Standard Bible reads, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, but with gentleness and respect. The message reads, Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention, in adoration before Christ your Master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are, and always with the utmost courtesy. The New Life Version reads, Your hearts should be holy and set apart for the Lord God. Always be ready to tell everyone who asks why you believe as you do. Be gentle as you speak and show respect. I remember this scripture as a little girl. I remember, you know, hearing sermons on it and, you know, Bible classes, Sunday school classes. But I still didn't understand what it was talking about. The adults around me talked about being on defense, right? So I grew up with the expectation that one day I'd be challenged for my belief. Now... I have I haven't been outrightly, you know, challenged um, for my faith per se, but I have received questions from both believers and non-believers as to, you know, why do I believe what I believe and, and what certain scriptures mean and, and how I perceive them. It wasn't like a knockdown, drag-out fight that I thought it would be as a little girl. But I do think that the Christian community, we truly do not understand or embrace how much God uses the individual. I had a conversation with a colleague some years ago. He was Catholic, and he summed up the difference um, between our two denominations, me being Baptist. And what he said was, you know, that he enjoyed occasionally going to the Baptist church because we were real lively. And, you know, after he went to one service, they had dinner, you know, afterwards, and there was a lot of fellowship. He said, but, you know, you guys actively, y'all are more active in your church. Like, you, you, you believe that you're supposed to also spread the word of Christ. Whereas in Catholicism, you know, we go to church and we listen to the mass, but it's the priest's responsibility to lead others to the Lord. That's what he believed, and I'm sure he's not the only one who believes that. He blatantly admitted that the role of evangelism resides solely with the pastor. But that within our Protestant community, see, it's not just Baptist, it's really Protestantism. We embrace more of the individual's responsibility in evangelism. The pastor is there as a resource management, ensuring that the body of Christ has everything it needs at its disposal to equip them, us, you, me, the individual for our, for our personal callings, which will be living in a community and allowing our light, our life to shine for Christ. At a minimum, that's all of our calling. Knowing that we all must thoroughly investigate what we believe about God and why we believe it. It's because we, we will live in a community that where one day someone will ask. And listen, people don't want us to have to, they don't want a dissertation, why you believe Jesus. They just want to know why. You share your experience with them. And even though you um, may share your experience, right, it's their choice to whether they want to accept Christ or not. 
all he's asking us to do is is share the relationship that we personally have with him. And trust me, some, some will ask because they'll ask because they'll notice that you're living differently. Remember the holiness that we have? We're set apart for God. That's like a beaconing light amongst thousands who are on the same treadmill going nowhere. But they see us skipping along and want to know, how did we get off the treadmill? We don't act like the world. We do things differently. We show kindness and gentleness. We exercise the fruit of the Spirit, right? Living in a world world of people who are brash and, and crude and manipulative. That's not who we are. So people will see us living differently and want to know why. And they'll also watch to see for consistency. I find it interesting that Peter tells us to be gentle and respectful to the people who come, who challenge us, who want to engage us about why we love Jesus. Remember how our God is all-knowing and omnipotent. He knows everything. And he may know why that person, he may, it's not he may know, he does know why that person is asking you the questions that they're asking you and perhaps in a hostile manner. They perhaps may have been forced to go to church, like I heard from many people that I've encountered. Like, they had to go to church every Sunday, and they stayed there all day, and then they had to go on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and so it became like a chore for them. Whereas in my childhood, I did go to church every Sunday for the most part, and I was in vacation Bible school and uh, Christmas plays, and I did all of that. But there were times when I would tell mom, I don't want to go to church today. I want to go to the movies with my friend Kathleen. (laughs) And she'd let me go. So it wasn't that, it, it just wasn't like an albatross around my neck. And so some people have that, and so they're adverse. Some person um, may have been in the church. I've experienced that conversation too. And they've been burned by an experience in the church that left them wondering, do these people really serve God? So we never know what's behind the question. But God does. And that's why we're to maintain a level of respect with a gentle spirit to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through our hearts. It could be an immediate acknowledgement and repentance before us but more likely as we engage in these conversations over and over it's more like a steady drop of water and God gives us each a little drop to add to that person until one day they decide to yield here's a hard question for you what do you believe about God why do you believe God these are the questions that will help you develop your story And like I said, you don't have to go to seminary in order to tell your story. Why did you accept the responsibility of caregiving? You could have walked away. You could have said no. So many people do, leaving it to others who are unlikely candidates. I know a woman who took in her uncle who who is dying, and he has two daughters. Why didn't they take him in? And their daughter, the daughters are doing okay. They call and check up on him living with their, with their cousin. Isn't that crazy? Why did you say yes? I said yes because I trust God. And I always want to be obedient to his will for my life. Second came the fact that I loved my mom. And I know that may sound crazy. But looking back over the 12 years, I needed more than just the love that I had for her 
in order to carry both she and I through that painful process. I needed a loving God to do the heavy lifting, and that's what he did. So why did you say yes? I challenge you today to answer these questions, and I think you'll be surprised at the answers that they reveal about you. Let's pray. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for saying yes to us and bringing us into your kingdom. We thank you for allowing us to know you and to fellowship with you and to come into your very presence. And we are just amazed that you choose to use us in order to demonstrate your love to a dying world, that you will use our lives to draw others closer to you. And in the process of using our lives, we too are drawn closer to you. Help us to not try and play Holy Ghost Junior by trying to ascertain why people are acting the way that they are. That's your business. But today we know that we are to treat people with respect and gentleness and to always be ready to share our testimony of how good you've been in our lives. That is what you ask us to do. Simple. What you've done for each and every one of us. And then you and the Holy Spirit will deal with the person as to whether they want to experience a level of peace that transcends understanding, a level of forgiveness that they won't be able to to put into words, an intimacy with you, Creator God. Help us to be respectful and help us to be gentle with those around us in the communities that you've placed us in. But first, you ask us to be gentle with the people right in our own households, the one that you've given us to care for. And so we pray for them. And we thank you for bringing them into our lives. Comfort them. Ease their pain. Help them to feel your love and our love as they go through this process. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go and craft your story today and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus.